0: Really cutting this episode close today. It is currently midnight on a Tuesday in Bangkok, Thailand, episode 11 of Rookie Mistakes. And today was a pretty bad day. One of those days where I just want to pull my hair out. And that is kind of how it has been this entire week. Today is day seven of my time in Bangkok. And I have really been struggling most culture shock i have ever experienced i don't know another word for it i would just have to imagine that it is culture shock that i am experiencing and hopefully things will get better with time what can i say about bangkok so far initial impression very very crowded tons of traffic i would like to say that it's probably more traffic than los angeles which i didn't really think was possible there's just cars everywhere and there's motorcycles. It is pretty dirty everywhere and it is run down. But I think that is because the two areas where my Airbnbs so far have been have been in the outskirts of the really touristy kind of main areas of Bangkok, like the the uh, the areas that are very popular and well known. So that's been cool on the one hand because I've gotten a better view of what Bangkok is actually like for the people that are living there and it's not expats or anything like that so that's been nice on the other hand though it has really been difficult because I do not speak Thai and it is hard to communicate so far I haven't met anyone that really speaks English And then finding food, oh my lord. That has been like the quest I have been on trying to complete and I just have a really hard time. Eating is probably the thing I look forward to most every single day. One, because I only eat once a day. But two, I think I use food as comfort that is what makes me happy and kind of is how I deal with anxiety and stress. So finding good food is very, very important to me each day because if I have a bad meal, then it's just kind of a bummer and I don't get that comfort, that, that mouth pleasure for the hour or so that I'm eating my meal. So it's been hard because every restaurant is either... Non existent in terms of places where there's actually a ton of reviews that you can look up. A lot of the areas I've been so far, like I said, it's mostly Thai people. So most of the food is either food stands or it's kind of a mix between a food stand and then it's a restaurant in the sense that it has a ground floor with seats in a building but the food gets cooked in the front of the building instead of there being a kitchen in the back like a normal restaurant which has been interesting to see but I haven't been brave enough yet to try the street food because nothing's really looked that good to me so far I haven't really seen anything yet that I've thought oh I absolutely have to have that and a lot of the food has actually smelled really good but I've seen some weird things so far I've seen some type of bugs don't know exactly what they were. I've seen chicken feet. That I don't think I will ever try. I keep hearing about how chicken feet are supposed to be good. I heard recently that it's really gelatinous and I just don't know if I'm going to like that texture. A lot of the food in Asia, especially China, is the the textures of the food is just completely different than what westerners are used to. So generally what i've heard is we'll use china as the example westerners that go to china generally don't like the food because it's just such a different one texture and then just the tastes and the actual things they're eating is just it just doesn't freaking work i think when people think of chinese food and then they think of china they're you know they have a they have a picture in their mind of it being like it is in the united states but it is not like that at all and I'm getting the feeling, feeling that in Thailand that seems to also be the case because I love Thai food as I've said before in previous podcasts and I think I was expecting it to be just like what I get at home and so far I'm having a hard time finding the dishes that I am used to. It is a lot more meat dishes. I'm not really comfortable eating those things because I'm very picky about meat and the quality. Just looking at some of the stuff available at these food stands, it really just does not look that great. Or that scrumdiliumptious, I'm gonna bring that word. That's one of the words I use for delicious or scrumptious. Scrumdiliumptious. So boom, there's one of Connor's little words. But I did have pad thai and pad siu my first day In Bangkok because I wanted to see what it was like compared to what I get back home and it was pretty good but the meat oh the meat it was not very good quality it kind of grossed me out yeah it just wasn't as good as the Thai food I get back in Los Angeles so so far Los Angeles is king but I plan on trying a lot of different Thai restaurants while I am here One of the things I like most about traveling also is experiencing a culture's take on other cultures foods. I think that's why being from Los Angeles, you get so much of that where you can get any type of food imaginable. I look for that in every country I go. And so usually I'm mostly eating international type restaurants. I'm eating whether it's burgers or pizzas or pastas or Japanese, Mexican food, whatever it would be. I always look for those places wherever I go because that's just the kind of food that I like. And I do eat the country's food, but I would say I lean more towards the international scene. So it's been really difficult so far being here because like I said, I'm in, it feels like the heart of Bangkok with all the Thai people. So there isn't much of that so far. I did find one place at my... First Airbnb, which I stayed at for three nights. And I'm currently at my second Airbnb, which I switched to the third one on this Friday. But I found this place that was a barbecue place, and they happened to do all these different types of food. They had pizzas, they had pastas, they had meat pies, they had salads, they had the barbecue, they had burgers. They had a huge selection of desserts, they had milkshakes. They literally had everything you could think of. And generally I'm sketched out by places like that because it's just very rare when a place will have that many different things on a menu and do all of them that well. So you generally wanna be safe and stick to the basics of what they do. So it being a barbecue place, I had a burger my first time going there And it was one of the best burgers I've ever had in my life. It was a black truffle cheese and mushroom burger with French fries that were so crispy. But then when you bit into them, oh my God, when you bit into them, it just melted in your mouth. They were delicious. They had six different barbecue sauces that I believe were their own brand. All different levels of sweetness and hotness. Is that a word, hotness? I guess that's what you would say. Spiciness, hotness, whatever tried every single one of them. They were all pretty good. So I just had an amazing meal there. I ended up going again the next night because one of my favorite things to do is just continue to try as many different things on the menu as I can. It's almost like a game for myself is how many things can I pick on a menu that I think will be good and then them ending up being good. So went there the next night which was my last night at that Airbnb. So I'm pretty bummed out that I am far away from that restaurant now. It was so good. They had key lime pie, which I am a huge fan of. It was to die for. They had a brownie pazuki with ice cream, had that. Oh, so good. I had fish and chips the second night. And then I had a meat pie also the first night. All of it was really good. So that place gets a two thumbs up. That was pretty cool to find that. Initially, pretty fast into my trip, but now I've just been kind of relying on this app called Food Panda, which is a delivery app for getting food. I haven't really done much in the way of seeing sights so far here. I've been kind of just chilling in the Airbnb because it rains a ton, which really sucks. I guess that's what I get for coming during the rainy season. I knew that going in, so nothing you can really do there, but it seems to just be fine in the morning, and then towards the middle afternoon, 3 to 4 to 5, it starts to pour rain. My umbrella actually like inverted itself today from the wind. That's never happened before with that umbrella, so that was kind of scary. I thought, oh no, what am I going to do if this umbrella can't handle it? Then... It usually stops raining around like 8 p.m. or 9. So I had planned on going to a street market tonight, one of the night markets that is really popular here in Bangkok. Let me find what the name of it is. Let's see if I can quickly find it. It is called the Ratchata Rotfe Night Market. I feel like I butchered that, but it is a market where they have a bunch of food stands and then there's shopping there also so I went there at five and because it was raining there's no one really there which sucked decided to then go to a mall that was luckily right next door and it really surprised me because it was so nice and it was just a really cool layout I wasn't really expecting that. <laughs> for whatever reason, with every country I've gone to so far, I've had an expectation of what it was going to be like going into it, just the way it was set up and how it would look and everything. And I've been wrong with every country so far. And that still holds true with Bangkok. I don't know why, but Bangkok was the one place where people were saying, don't go for whatever reason because of whatever it may be, whether it's pitpocketing or the danger or getting some type of disease or dealing with the water because the water quality is really bad and that's all you ever hear is don't drink the water and you have to be really careful and all that. So I just had this picture going into Thailand or going into Bangkok that it was not going to be the nicest place, almost like a second world country. And I have to say that's really not the case from what I've seen. There's definitely the more rundown and poverty-stricken areas of Bangkok, which is more extreme than I'm used to just seeing some of the buildings and things like that. But this mall was just really an awesome place because it was kind of what I'm used to. It was like a mall back in the US, almost better, to be honest. They had a ton of stores and restaurants on the ground floor was stores and some places to eat and then if you went downstairs it was literally all restaurants and they had this pond in the center of uh the floor which was pretty sweet and then you went upstairs to the third floor and the fourth floor which was a huge movie theater you could buy your tickets electronically, just using like a touchpad on the third floor, and then I think you went upstairs to the fourth floor to actually see your movie. I end up, I might end up going back there. Honestly, I don't know if they, I don't know if they show English English movies or movies in English in Thailand, but if they do, I might have to go back there and see a movie. So really enjoyed that. I had to pick a place to eat. There, ended up deciding on this pancake place which looked really good I was really craving pancakes and to my dismay the pancakes ended up being terrible I don't know if it was intentional for the pancakes to be this way or not but they were not cooked all the way through the pancakes it almost it literally tasted like I was eating eggs which was disgusting the first set of pancakes I got I got mango pancakes with ice cream on the side, two of them. I then got four pancakes, apple cinnamon with caramel sauce and ice cream, and then I got a chocolate cream puff. The chocolate cream puff was good, enjoyed that. So the mango pancakes, I ate those first, and I feel like I was eating the yolk. It was almost like eating an over easy egg where you still get that yolk. When you crack into it, it's that liquidy yolk. That was within one of the pancakes, so completely grossed me out. I'm used to a more cooked pancake. And then the second batch that I ate was just all eggs. Ugh, it was so gross. It was really a struggle to eat it all. I didn't want to waste it because I am one of those people where I just get really embarrassed or I feel I feel like shameful if I don't eat my meal. And then I just have to go through that embarrassment of them taking it and kind of looking at me (laughs) and thinking whatever they think. So I ate it as fast as I could. Thank God I had the ice cream. I was really able to do some magic and proportion the ice cream with the pancakes, even though it was two baby scoops of ice cream, but it was, it was good to have that ice cream. I also had whipped cream. So it made it a lot easier to just swallow the the pancakes. I thought this was going to be my first time getting sick in Thailand. I was like to myself, "Oh, it was a week and you're finally going to get sick. This is it. You're going to get you're going to throw up or something's going to happen." And so far so good. We'll see about the rest of the night. So that was really disappointing. Really disappointing meal. The only other time that's happened when I've traveled, I was in Timișoara, Romania, and I ate at this restaurant. I of course had to have dessert. I decided on these pancake-looking things. That seems to be the theme here is pancakes, right? It's like, stay away from pancakes, Connor. But yes, it was these pancake-looking things, and it was kind of like a a glaze, a liquidy, sweet glaze that was supposed to be in the middle of them, and it was just rolled up and cooked. So I was thinking that, and then just your simple cheesecake or slice of cake. So... Of course, I had to be more complicated. It should have went with what I know should have been what should have went with what's the safe choice. But of course, I did not do that. So the waitress brings me this thing in a pan, this square pan, and the top part is completely covered in that glaze. It was basically what a Krispy Kreme donut is made out of think that glaze, you know, on the outside, think of all of that, but liquid. Or when you have a cinnamon roll, how they, there's that glaze you put on it. That's what they put on top of it. So it was completely covered, completely drenched, way too much. I proceed to cut into it and I take my first bite and I am greeted with some ricotta cheese, which I was not expecting. What it was, was glaze on the top, a pancake clare, with cheese in the middle, and then another pancake, and then cheese, and then another pancake. It was it was the most disgusting thing I've probably ever eaten. Not only was it just the whole cheese factor disgusted me, but it was soggy, and it had a raisins in it. It just was not good. And like I said, I like to finish my food because I don't want to just not eat something. This though was not something that I could really stomach it was so 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 disgusting that I just couldn't do it so I'm trying to think to myself what am I going to do here I have no idea what I'm going to do this isn't good I'm kind of getting paranoid thinking that the waiters are going to be looking at me (laughs) so I finally decide you know what Connor you're just going to have to take napkins and put it in your backpack you're going to have to take them put like take it Take the fork, spoon it out onto the napkins, roll it up in a little ball, and you're going to have to put it in your backpack, and that's what you're going to have to do. Unfortunately, I only had four napkins to work with, and I had this fat thing of, I don't even remember what it was called, but I had this fat pancake cheesy gross thing that I had to somehow fit with four napkins So I'm looking behind me because that's where the waiters are, and there's absolutely no one in this restaurant. It's just me because it had just opened for dinner, and I went early. My waitress kept going upstairs and outside of the restaurant and then back down, so I waited until she went upstairs and then i'd scoop as much as i could into the napkin and then i would put it in my backpack and then i'd pretend i was eating it again if she came back and then once she went upstairs again i'd scoop it all up even more and then put it in the napkin so i finally did it to enough to where i felt like it was a respectable amount that i ate so she comes by and asks me oh did you like it and it was funny because it kind of just felt like She knew that I didn't like it. I don't know if that was just me projecting that on to her, but it it just felt like she had a sneaking suspicion that I really didn't like it. But I said, oh, it was amazing. It was so good. So left there, and then I found the nearest trash can and threw it away, praying it didn't get all over the inside of my backpack. It did not, and that is the end of that story. So now I have two experiences like that in my life. Oh, that was so gross, that thing. So yeah. Had that for dinner, and here we now are with the podcast. So far, I would say Thailand has not been treating me too well, to say the least. I do think it will be better. I am optimistic. I think once I get into a better area with my Airbnbs, I'll start to figure it out more, and I am actually getting more comfortable. It is funny because it's almost like you have to play... I don't even know what you call it. It's it's like, don't get hit by a car, basically. Like, <laughs> like, walk at your own peril because they don't have crosswalks anywhere here that I have seen so far. So anytime you want to cross the street, you basically have to not get hit by a car. And there's a million cars coming from both ways. So that's been a lot of fun so far. It reminds me a lot of Dodgeball where they're ty- trying to dodge traffic. That's been my experience so far. So far, so good. That's been interesting. It is cool seeing the the chains from the U.S. that are here in Bangkok. Wasn't expecting that. There's 7-Elevens everywhere you go. I actually have three 7-Elevens right outside my Airbnb, which is weird to me because normally you'd spread them out a little bit, right? But there's a 7-Eleven, and then there's another 7-Eleven right across the street. They're literally facing each other. I don't understand why. Maybe because it's so hard to cross the street, they just decided to do that. Like, I don't know, because I was actually thinking about that uh, two nights ago. I saw one of the 7-Elevens that was across the street. And so it took me about five minutes before I could finally cross to the other side. And then I noticed the other 7-Eleven from the side I was originally on. So that kind of sucked. And then today I noticed there's another 7-Eleven around the corner of the one that is on the same side as my airbnb so they're like right ne- they're right next to each other it just it's it's really weird honestly i don't i don't understand why that's a thing so there's that anything else i can tell you about thailand it's weird seeing the king of thailand there's tons and tons of photos everywhere in the city so far where i've been i've never been to a place i don't think that has been like that It's weird, too, because he's wearing a military outfit, one of those ones where you would, if, like, a formal occasion, that military style, with the nice dress pants, he's wearing one of those, and he has a sword that he's posing with in every single picture. Really weird. Never seen that before. I kind of want to look more into that. I'm interested in as to why that is, and I'm also interested in as to why, as to if the country actually likes the royal family here, so... I guess I will talk about that in a later episode once I learn more. Really want to do more, Ty, but I've been looking into gyms and I'm debating whether or not it's worth it because if I get injured, I'm screwed. You know, you get a torn ACL, you break a bone, whatever, like you're done. If that happens when you're traveling, you're screwed and you're going to have to go back home. And so that is something that I've been debating whether or not I want to risk that. And then also I just am having a hard time finding a gym and it seems to be the going rate seems to be $15 a workout to do more Thai and it's a class, but it's not really a, I don't know. It just doesn't seem to be a, based on technique and I don't know how that would really work with me if I'm going into it as a complete noob. I think it's probably not the best idea to do Muay Thai unless you can really learn the technique correctly from the beginning and that's something I'm worried about because I don't want to be learning the improper techniques because once you do it wrong then it becomes muscle memory and it's really hard to retrain so I don't know about private lessons I've also looked into that and that seems to be pretty expensive and just not something I want to be spending money on especially as the dollars get a lot lower. So we shall see in the future. I do need to start going to some Muay Thai fights and look into that. I want to definitely do that at the very least. Watch some Muay Thai. Maybe I can get. Maybe I can see Senchai. Oh, Senchai. Senchai, for anyone that doesn't know, is widely considered to be the greatest Muay Thai fighter of all time. He is this little guy. Don't know how tall he is. I want to say he's 5'6 at the very most. And he is especially known because he will literally fight anyone that's what's so cool about Muay Thai is they fight. I mean, obviously, there's weight classes in some instances, but a lot of fighters will just fight anyone regardless of how much they weigh or their height. And Senchai is one of those people. I think he has almost 400 fights and still fights to this day. I believe he's 36, maybe. I want to say he's 36 years old. So, yes, he is widely considered to be the greatest. That would be very cool if I could see him fight. I actually know what Jimmy works out at, at, and I could just go there, too, to just, you know see him in the flesh so that's Thailand so far I will update everyone as more time goes on I'm sure I will have a lot more interesting experiences to talk about as I get deeper into Thailand and understand more the next thing I wanted to talk about is the Logan Paul and the KSI boxing match for those that don't know these two fought each other last saturday in england in front of a twenty-one person crowd which is absolutely insane because they are not boxers they are youtubers ksi is one of the biggest youtubers in england and then logan paul is one of the biggest youtubers in the u.s for anyone that doesn't know logan paul got into a lot of controversy at the beginning of the year because he showed a dead body in one of his vlogs in Japan when he was visiting, and that kind of put a very big halt to his career. He's very widely disdained, and he kind of viewed this boxing match as a way for him to, I don't want to say redeem himself, but it was a distraction, something that he could focus on. And he said it was a way for him to really get back to prioritizing what actually matters. And long story short, he thought he got caught up in the YouTube world where you're constantly trying to come out with more exciting or more content that's pushing the envelope. And he really got caught up with the views. And so he did that. That was basically his reasoning, which I can understand to a degree, but a lot of people had a problem with him just in general because they didn't feel like he was genuine and they felt like he was very immature and wasn't learning. And he is a pretty controversial youtuber his brother jake paul is also controversial jake was fighting on the co-man event slot the fight before ksi and logan paul and uh jake was fighting deji who is a youtuber as well in england and he is ksi's brother so it was like a brother on brother fight right and the reason why i wanted to bring this up was because I have been very, very interested in this the past month and a half leading up all the buildup and everything because I've absolutely been hating on it silently. I don't like any of them. All four of them, I think, are not good for YouTube because they have really young audiences and I just don't think they're a good example and they push the wrong things. Their content is just very... I just don't think it's very creative. I don't think it's original. I think... They're very immature, all four of them. They are more, like I've said before, shock factor content creators where they're just doing things to kind of shock you. And very disrespectful YouTubers have had a lot of problems in the past with people. And a lot of their content is really cringy, in my opinion. It's just really watching their stuff. It's one of those things where it's like you hate something right and it really puts you in a bad mood but it's like you can't stop watching it almost (laughs) it's like that with those those four and I didn't watch Deji or KSI but just getting to know who they and I didn't even know who they were honestly until this whole fight was happening but just getting to know them through the press conferences and their videos leading up into this fight I literally could not stand either of them especially Deji because it just I think he I want to say he has eight million YouTube subscribers and it Absolutely blows my mind how he has an audience because he's just very cringy and his content just is not good, in my opinion. And even a lot of the stuff he does, it just doesn't get a good reaction. People just think it's it's bad or it's really awkward and embarrassing. A lot of the stuff leading up into this fight, just the stuff he's put out, has just been so bad. It's it, it, honest, like, I, I don't even... <laughs> I don't even know how to put it into words how much I dislike this person. I don't even know if it's dislike. It's just like annoy. It's annoyance. And what I've learned basically after this fight last Saturday night, both fights, they were six rounds and the first fight, Jake and Deji, I was expecting Jake to absolutely destroy Deji. I was very much rooting for the Paul brothers because I just disliked. Deji and KSI even more (laughs) than I did the Paul brothers but Jake ended up winning in the fifth round spoiler alert I'm sure no one actually gives a crap Jake ended up winning in the fifth round because Deji's corner stopped the fight they threw in the towel because he was really exhausted and KSI and Logan's fight went to a draw Tons of people were saying how the fight was rigged and they're just doing it for the money and it's so stupid. I can't believe it ended this way, things like that. And that really annoyed me too, because I mean, clearly the audience that was drawn to this fight, it's not boxing fans and it's more of the mainstream audience and the YouTube audience. So they have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. It was clearly a draw, actually, which is pretty cool because they are going to fight again at another time. The reason why this fight this whole boxing card was annoying me especially was because just watching it all they're all youtubers they're not actual fighters and it almost seemed like they were making a mockery of fighters and they were pretending to be fighters and they just seemed to think they were so cool and you could tell by all the antics that were happening they were copying a lot of the things that other fighters have done in the past two of the big ones that come up were conor mcgregor and floyd mayweather like especially with jake i could see that he was the his body language and what he was saying and what he was doing it was very much conor mcgregor and floyd mayweather so that was just annoying to me then the announcers of the fight even they had absolutely no idea what they were talking about because obviously they're not boxing Analysts or announcers, or anything like that. So that was annoying me. And (laughs) it was just a lot of negative energy that I was giving myself that was kind of stooping around in my brain, right? I would never actually like put any of that out into the universe or anything because I don't think that's right. But I think everyone has those certain people that kind of just trigger them and annoy them for whatever reason. So this whole thing annoyed me, right? So the fights happen. And I have to say that I do have a lot of respect. For all four of them now because I was expecting them to not have any heart and I just think viewing their content over the past however long it's been I just never really thought that they worked hard right because they have machines behind them they have people that edit their videos they just do stupid content it's not very original they make these diss tracks that seems to be the thing these days like all these youtubers they make diss tracks about each other and I just never really thought that a ton went into it because they just have so many people helping them out. But afterwards, you could really tell that after this fight, like clearly they all worked really hard leading up to this and none of them are boxers, right? And still they showed a lot of heart. Deji showed a lot of heart. He actually put up a really good fight versus Jake with Logan and KSI. Logan... Honestly, to me, it looks like he could actually be an amateur fighter, whether that's an MMA or uh, MMA or boxing. He actually does have a background in high school wrestling, and he was a really good state wrestler. And I believe Jake also has a background in wrestling. He did well. As, uh, he did well as well. That's a funny thing to say, but I do think Logan could actually be a fighter if he wanted, because he looked really good, and he's very explosive and athletic, and he was destroying KSI the first two rounds it it literally looked like KSI shouldn't even be in there with him and then he started to get tired as round three round four right round five round six he was absolutely exhausted never fought in his life right he's getting punched in the face it's starting to become more of an even fight you can clearly tell that KSI is getting momentum but he stuck in there and he was very smart about the way that he fought showed a ton of heart so hats off to him and then KSI was always in the fight he never got exhausted and he just put out so much aggression and energy it was very impressive to see he wasn't a very good boxer technically he was it was one of those like street fight type of fights on his end where he's just throwing freaking hammers just trying to knock the guy out just swinging for the fences there was no technique behind anything and that's fine but i mean he he would clearly if like he fought without headgear he'd clearly get knocked out really easily because he has absolutely no technique but he had a lot of heart as well so i just have a newfound respect for them and then i started to think about just the overall event and just me in general just putting out negative energy or just having a thought about anyone and then just in general when you think about social media There's a lot of negativity that goes into it and there's a lot of haters out there and like people that comment and I'm never would be one of those people. I've never been one of those people. I'll never comment on I've never commented on any like thing negatively. I just don't care enough. But there are people that I do hate on, I think, just in my mind. And it's something I've really started to analyze lately because regardless of whether or not it's justified or my opinions of them are true or whatever anyone else thinks whether they agree with me right whether the consensus is the same or they disagree with me it's just putting out that energy where you're actually thinking about that and putting yourself in that state of mind in that negative state of mind and like exerting energy on thinking about these people it's just not really it's not really useful at all right so I've really been lately been trying to one, focus on the actual positive things that they're doing, whoever it may be, and then two, just not even thinking about it at all. Like if I catch myself starting to think negatively about something, I just stop. And I also think what's important too is maybe if something puts you in a negative frame of mind, then just don't watch it. Or don't talk, whether it's like something you watch or maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a person you talk to, just like eliminate it from your life because then you don't have the opportunity to feel that negativity. So looking at the overall event, this boxing event, the fact that they were able to create an event where 21,000 people came to watch, they absolutely have no background in fighting, I believe 2 million people ended up watching the fight. They charged $10 for a pay-per-view buy. It was on YouTube, basically. So you'd buy it it for $10, and then you could watch it on YouTube. But then it was also streamed illegally. So I think 800,000 people bought it, I want to say. And then 1.2 million people estimated that pirated it and watched it on whatever source was available. So the fact that they could do that, and then I started to think also, they put out these disc tracks, right? And they're into music, but I'm sure that's something they're interested in, and they're Regardless of whether or not the song is good or if it's cringy, whatever it may be, the fact that they're doing the things that they like, right? They're traveling, they're putting out music, they're into fashion, they're doing these boxing matches, right? And spoiler alert, or kind of just a foretelling of the future, these fights are going to continue to happen. It's going to become more and more popular. I definitely see there being a market for it. There's going to be these YouTubers, whether it's YouTubers or celebrities, it is going to happen where there's all these grudge matches or people calling each other out and it is there is going to be a market for that going forward this is the second one where this has happened and i mean obviously ksi and logan are going to fight again because they the boxing match ended in a draw so there's that one and there's all these other ones jake paul actually called out chris brown so we might see that one who knows about that that would be hilarious honestly um but i think there is a lot to be taken from these four in particular because they're doing the things that they want to be doing regardless of the hate or regardless of being beginners at it or having no background and even if it's not the best when compared to the best of the best of whatever it is right so if they're doing these songs and these music videos even if they're not good compared to actual musicians the fact that they're able to do it regardless of all the hate they're getting or the the people that are telling them they shouldn't or the people that are making fun of them like they continue to do it right. I think there is something that can be learned from that and that is it is a good example for kids to actually see that and I think that's something that I could take away myself and anyone who watches them that is something you should take away because it really is impressive what they're doing say what you want about it but that's how I view it now And so that's something I'm going to start working on. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, hats off to them. I stayed up until 4.30 in the morning to watch it. So that should tell you something that I was pretty invested that I would stay up that late. That brings me to my next point where the decision making these past few weeks have been really poor. And that's just something I think it all goes back to like how bad do you want whatever it is you're trying to succeed at. And having the discipline to make the proper decisions that puts you in a place to where you can be successful. So staying up until 4.30, right? That clearly has kind of screwed up my next two days because it just pushes everything back. So w- went to bed at 4.30, then woke up at one in the afternoon, and then you have to do your routine right in the morning. And then you don't really feel like doing anything. And you're not energetic. And then you're just... My frame of mind was just off and I was having a lot of negative thoughts and kind of just getting caught up in like just the, I don't know, feeling sorry for myself, I guess you could say. Like that's what happens when you don't go to sleep. That's probably one of the worst things you could do is not getting a good night's sleep, especially when you stay up all night. It literally destroys you and it just puts you in such a bad place. And that's actually like scientifically proven. It's not me just saying it or me just observing it. So there's that, there's sleep, right? And then there's the eating habits and there's just all these different things that you really need to get on lockdown if you want to put yourself in a position to succeed. And I haven't really done that yet being in Bangkok and I have no one to blame for that but myself, but I think it's important to have the self-awareness because if you're not succeeding, it's not about what's happening to you or it's not about oh I'm having a hard break or oh I'm like working hard but nothing's happening for me like my life sucks like it's not fair other people have it easier, right it's real like it's it's really asking yourself if you're doing all the things that you should be doing to get to where you want to be and I I truly think for most people if you were really honest with yourself, the answer is you're not doing what you need to be doing. And this is just me right now being honest with myself. Like I'm clearly not doing the things that I need to be doing. And so I shouldn't feel sorry. And I don't feel sorry for myself. Like I, I'm i aware of it, right? Like I, sh- I don't feel sorry for myself that I'm not succeeding or I'm not making improvements towards what I want out of life because I mean, I'm not doing the things that I should be doing to get there. So that's something I'm going to continue to work on Hopefully it will get better. I mean, it's not the best that I'm recording this episode at almost one in the morning now, so it's going to be another probably tough day tomorrow, but I just thought that was important to say because, I don't know, it goes back to like what I said last episode where it's just like I don't, I'm trying to figure out why I'm not willing to do the things necessary, why why am I not willing to just sit down and do the things that I need to be doing? Or why is it hard for me to go to sleep early or things like that? And you know what I will say actually? Yesterday I did try to go to sleep early. Okay. I went to, I, I fell asleep at 8 p.m. and then I woke up an hour later and decided to just go back to sleep but for whatever reason I could not fall back asleep even though I was tired so I decided to shower and brush my teeth and do some writing and things like that and then I went to bed then at 11 and then couldn't sleep still. And then I thought, oh, maybe I'll watch a show. And so I watched a show and then that was like, oh, maybe I'll watch another episode and another episode. And then I decided to go to bed at 30 and I finally was able to sleep. But then again, I woke up at 11 p.m. today, which was yes or not 11 p.m. I woke up at 11 a.m. on Monday, which once again, you're starting the day off late. I really do. I truly think the more and more I think about it now, I really do think the success is going to come in. What I mean by that is the success with actually creating a routine. I truly think everything will fall into place once I can actually start waking up early. And I've been waking up as my goal for 8 a.m., but I really, truly believe it needs to get down to maybe 5 or 6 a.m. where I need to be waking up. And the only way that's going to happen, and this is the hardest part for a lot of people, this is the hardest part for me because I'm more of a night owl and I like to stay up late, but... That means going to bed at you know, nine o'clock, maybe 10 o'clock at the latest, or you're just gonna get less sleep and you just wake yourself up. Maybe you go to bed at 12 still and you wake up at six and you just get six hours, but sleep is really important. So I do wanna try and get eight hours. And I don't know, I think that's, like I said, that's gonna be the hardest thing. I think that's the key is the sleep portion of it. If I can get that down, I think good things will happen. And I think I'll just be more productive because I do think being up early i think that's the most productive time for anyone because you just have to think as the day goes on one your energy levels are going to dip but two, think of think of when you eat and if you're not eating the greatest diet you're getting the crashes from whatever you're eating as well and so the longer and longer a day goes you're less likely to have the energy to do stuff so it's really important to work as early as possible so we'll see how that goes and i'll i'll uh, let you know how that is because that should be the key to my success. Is that all I want to talk about? I believe that is it. Let me see. Yeah, I think that's going to be it. There is one other thing that I wanted to talk about, but I think I'm going to save that for it to be its own episode. So thank you all for listening. I will share more about my Bangkok experiences. as time goes on. I'm sure a lot more things will happen that will be interesting to talk about thank you all for listening if you want to follow me on instagram conjay hancock i finally started posting again i posted my first photo today in 23 days so you really lose track of time when you're trying to take a break but that's pretty terrible so we're back on the grind with that we'll see how that goes how long i can consistently keep posting hopefully thailand's a lot easier to find good photos than soul was because it was not easy there emails conjayhancock at gmail.com please leave a review and subscribe to the podcast if you enjoy it i do actually need to run a facebook ad this week on the overall podcast and see how that goes i could also talk about how that is next week so that'll be some good content and hopefully helpful for anyone to see how that ends up panning out I'll probably do that after I post this episode I hope everyone has a wonderful week I will see you guys next week thanks again